everybody. It's Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. That's Chris over there. How you doing? I'm Rick. Uh, we're going to do this one. Uh, Chris is going back to the motherland, to Michigan. And uh, we decided to do a, a, a podcast before he leaves. Uh, and it's going to be about tuning your guitar. We've kind of alluded to it in the past, but Chris has a lot of thoughts on tuning guitars. And why don't you talk a little bit about that, Chris? Well, my thoughts on tuning guitar stem from I just recently saw a video you know you're watching YouTube and you're looking at videos of rock and roll bands or something like that and something pops up on the right hand side Uh I saw a video that said tuning your Telecaster and it caught my attention your Teleguy too and I clicked on it and some dude turns out he's from Seattle his name is Tim Lurch I think that's his name. I think that is his name. And um, he's Great just talking. He's like way into the Telecasters, and he's and he um, had this whole thing talking about tuning the Telecaster, and it brought back a flood of memories. It's been a long time since I had to deal with, you know, any sort of tuning issues because I've have these guitars for a long time now, uh-huh. and it got me thinking that tuning might be kind of an interesting topic to talk about because it's something you don't really think about until you need to think about it, and if you do think about it, sometimes. You can, like, increase your playing and, you know, get better tone by just thinking about tuning. I think you're right. So that got me thinking about tuning, and I thought, let's talk about tuning. That's very, that's very inspirational. Yeah. And uh, I'm in tune with that I'm uh, glad concept. you are. Well, um, so right off the bat, so so do you want to talk about tuning a Telecaster to start with, or just well, tuning just a guitar in general? general okay. guitars and okay. tuning. All right. You know, something, I think when everybody starts out... They have enough shit to worry about, like, oh, how do I make this F chord? Or how my I can, fingers I'm just hurt. like, yeah, my yeah. fingers hurt. It's really hard to fucking play this. Totally. I'm listening to the song on this record, and I'm not coming anywhere near it. The last thing from their mind probably is like tuning. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like use a tuner or whatever, get it close, and your ears aren't really that adjusted to like hearing what an, a really right. in-tune guitar is supposed to sound like. And I think a lot of people are like me in that they were playing for a while and suddenly they reached that point in their playing when it's they started to hear the inherent out of tuneness of the yeah. scale that the guitar is based on. Yeah. And it starts to drive you fucking nuts. <laughs> I remember going and like, all right, I'm going to tune this D chord. So I'd tune a D chord and strum it. That sounds perfect. Hit like a C or an F and it just sounds like shit. Yeah. And that got me exploring and I learned about the um, equal-tempered tuning system or whatnot, which anybody that's interested in can Google that and look. It's, there's some information in there. And then I became hyper-focused about tuning, and I went through that whole period. And then finally just came up with a system that works for me to keep my guitars in tune and to play in tune. Cool. So I think a good way to break this up might be talking about maybe general tuning, um, staying in tune, uh-huh. tuning issues, things like that. What would you like to talk about? First. Um, well, uh, there's the things that you and I have talked about, which is just actually stringing the guitar, which the the myth about like, I don't even know what you call it, but putting the string through the hole and then wrapping it back around and then putting that end of the string under and the piece it, of the string and nice pulling it, making a nice Shawshank or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> your strings off. Yeah. One thing before I say anything that would ever amount to sounding like me giving advice to anybody, my Disclaimer. only advice that I would ever get anybody is is to come up with your own system. Yeah. Take everything in and explore it and see what works. Totally. Because one of the things when I was developing my system, I found that there's a lot of there's a lot of like do this that doesn't work in every case. An example, 
pertaining to changing strings. Yeah. On, on a Gibson guitar, only wrap the string around the post two times. Yeah. You know, I've heard so, something to that effect, or only wrap it a few times, or something like that. That doesn't really work because Gibson makes some string posts that are really tall. Yeah. And if you only do it like once or twice, you're not going to have enough down pressure on the nut. Right. And it's going to buzz in That's the nut. That's a good point. So it, it, where they're going with that that bit of advice is, is solid because what that does is it limits the amount of times you can go around. And so it limits the amount of slack you're going to have in there. A better rule of thumb is wrap it around the post as many times as the post needs and go. pull all the fucking slack out of it. I don't go. care if you're around twice or if you're around a hundred times, if you can get all the slack out of there, it doesn't matter. But you do need to get the, the correct downward pressure in the nut. Use your avoid, noodle, man. Yeah. To, to avoid other problems. So got it. slack, that's one thing we just identified in changing strings and tuning problems. Is yep. you got to get the slack out of there. When the string goes around, it develops slack. And until you pull all that out, I mean, you, to find a method that works for you, you're going to keep going flat as you're playing and it'll yep. drive you nuts. Yep. Well, for me, I know a revelation for me, especially with strats, was okay. to lube the, the nut. Oh, yeah. And um, again, like, you know, it, if you have a whammy bar on a Strat, if you have the tremolo system, it, it will go out of tune if you really dive bomb the shit out of it, even if you even if you lube up the nut. But if you lube up the nut and you get all the slack out of your strings, usually if your setup is good, you won't really go out of tune that much. You can make it work. Yeah, you can yeah. make it work. And I would add to that if it has string trees, lube those, yeah, and sometimes exactly. the saddles. Yeah, wherever the string is making contact with something, try to lube it up so that it it can move more freely. No, that's a, that's a really good point, things. and I can see that that point is going to lead to a lot of points. Is Sweet. Know the guitar. A Stratocaster yeah. is going to be, any tuning issues you're going to have with a Stratocaster is going to be different than tuning issues you're going to have with a, a Les Paul. Yep. So the Strat, yeah, um, lubing the nut is going to be a big for any any type of guitar. It, yep. it doesn't hurt at all, and especially if you're tuning and you hear that like, that telltale, ka-chink, ka-chink, yeah. that yeah. means it's binding. And that will that will catch and that'll cause you to go sharp. Yeah. And it'll do it while you're playing. So and you know, until you get taken that taken care of, it'll drive you fucking nuts. You're like, I just tuned this thing and here it is and then you'll retune it and then uh, you know, it'll stick again. That brings us to what we could talk about in and also continue with changing strings is uh-huh. setup. That's a big part of it. Yeah. I mean the only time I have to think about guitar tuning is, is when I first get a guitar, until I learn the guitar and get all the things worked out. Yeah. And nut is a big thing. That's like it a big a part big thing. of you know getting guitar to play and stay in tune. And we talked about the binding of the nut, but there's also one thing that's huge that a lot of people don't think about is there's a really good chance that any guitar you get, the nut is going to be a little too high. Um, that's just you know the way it is. It comes from the factory. They want to, they'd rather have them too high than too low. Yeah. You know. So um, and even a lot of techs will keep the nut higher than it needs to be because they're they're completely afraid of that it's buzzing it's buzzing it's man. really a fine line to get it the right height yeah and not to get it to buzz but if you don't have it have the right height what you're gonna you're gonna be sharp on the first few strings everybody makes the biggest deal in the world about setting the intonation at the bridge but if your nut is too high you're never gonna get it yeah. you're never gonna get the guitar to play in tune with itself very well so yeah. that's always where i start Setting, you know, making sure that the nut isn't too high. Having like a nut that's just a little bit too high will drive people crazy. I mean, I worked as a guitar tech for a while, and that was like the number one thing that would I would look for and yeah. I would fix when someone says 
this guitar doesn't stay in tune, or this guitar won't tune. That's the first area I always looked at, and nine times out of ten, I would just take the nut files and bring it down just a little bit, just go a little bit at a time, test, go a little bit, yep. give them back the guitar, and they were happy as a clam. Yeah, and you and I had a conversation about that, and it was that, again, was kind of reminded me of some guitars that I had problems with in the past that I think that probably was a, a likely culprit. And, and I want to bring this up while I'm thinking about it, is the nut... Um, the nut is something to look at, too, if you feel like your tuners are not up to snuff, right? right. Which people often mistake, mistakenly think. I've done that before. But nine times out of ten, it's even either the material that the nut's made out of where the, the, the strings bind. Yep. So use lube or get a, get a new nut put in that's a bone nut, whatever you need to do. Right. But chances are your tuners are just fine. Like lots of tuners, especially stock tuners that come with Gibson or Fender, they're fine. They're great tuners. Yeah, they're not going to slip. Yeah. Um, so check the nut, man. The nut is... The nut's a tough nut to crack. Start there. I think overall, even though I don't play a thousand um, new guitars, I think they've gotten better with dialing it in at the factory. Um, A good start. Like I said, I have eight electric guitars right now. Not one of them, whenever I got it, didn't need the nut to come down a little bit. Some of it was very little. I think my junior just needed a little tweak on... The last few strings were were you know a little bit higher than they should have been, but uh-huh. everyone I mean it's never played in tune to my satisfaction until I took care of those things. Uh-huh. So cool. The nut is a big one. Where are we still talking about strings? What are we talking about? Well, we covered the nut pretty <laughs> I think extensively. We got the nut. All right, <laughs> and then we talked about tuners, and that's another thing. I mean, I don't know if we could. If you want to talk more about tuners, but I, mean, I don't, yeah, our, I don't, I think tuners, even shitty tuners, yeah, will, will hold a tune. Our basic I mean, rule of thumb is that that a lot, of, most tuners are fine. Right. You don't need to replace them; they're they're fine. And one thing, one good way to to, to, to dial in really quickly what's going on with your guitar uh-huh. is, you know, tune your guitar up. Does it sound good? Play it a little bit, bend yeah. some strings and play it, and then look. Is it going sharp? If it's going sharp, you you have a binding problem. If it's going flat, you've got some slack that you need to pull out of the tuners, most likely. Yeah, Those yeah. are the two biggest things yeah. that you can you can usually easily you know, rectify. Uh-huh. One thing that really helped me when I was having problems with tuning and learning about tuning is if you look at like a pedal steel player, right? Uh-huh. There's no frets on that instrument. Right. If someone, intonation for a pedal steel player is about how, how fucking in tune you are when you play music. Right. And if you're not, you will you will instantly know. I mean, that's the one thing the best pedal steel s- s- players. I mean, that they'll tell you that was the hardest thing to get down is is getting in good intonation, uh-huh. and that does directly relate to the guitar. Even though we have frets, there's some things that you can do, and you know, once you realize that the you know setting the twelfth fret to be you know the same pitch as the open that corresponding strings open pitch uh-huh. that you're just kind of distributing the inherent unobtuseness up the neck so it's not so noticeable right. all over but it's still it's not perfect right different guitars will have problems in different areas yeah so there's no one thing you know just set your intonation to this and you're you're fine you might be you might not be I don't yeah. have any guitar I think that I just go directly across at the twelfth fret and set it to the identical pitch open most of them but usually on the b and the g strings there's a little bit of adjustment it just depends on what it is i mean i think on the telecaster it's a little bit flat gives me a little bit sweeter sound Uh but um i was going to say something really important and (laughs) of course you are it was yeah it was going to be like life-changing for anyone (laughs) listening but shit go ahead you say something i'm talking well so those are all great points um we, we could segue to tuners 
themselves too and say oh like not not headstock tuners not headstock tuners, tuners but just tuners in general um you know unless you're talking about a strobe tuner or something but even then but chris and i have have these conversations about like you know tuning it up to the tuner and then you it looks all good on the lights and then you play a chord you play a few chords and you're like oh it's still a little tweaked so and and again we rely on our tuner especially for playing live because oh, it's yeah. it's you know nobody wants to sit there and watch a tune acoustically for 20 minutes right. give me your a wait yeah. can you shut up give me yeah, your a sh- yeah um so so they serve a really important purpose but um if you've got time tune it up even just hold the neck up to your ear and, and listen to the strings and and make just make sure and double check because nine times out of ten it'll be a little sharp or flat d- depending on you know the accuracy of the tuner and the guitar and so that's what I've come to realize and as Chris has too is that you know relying a hundred percent on your tuner to be perfectly in tune is is not the case. It doesn't work for me. I mean, I'll say like another disclaimer right off the bat is the term. Um, early at first it was close enough for rock and roll and then it was close <laughs> enough for punk rock that actually does apply to a lot of things. there's certain sure. songs that you you know you can be a little out of tune and not only will it won't matter but depending on how out of tune you are with the other guitar it might actually make it sound cooler yeah. because yeah. of the like chorusing effect you get right. and I don't think you know some people are completely fine to just like you know millions of people probably do it just step on your tuner and you know put all your strings in tune and play a set of music and that's fine, but one thing that I've found that I really like about the guitar is, you know, there's people out there that will obsess about the caps, the tone caps in the guitar. Right. And there's this whole world of, like, musicality that you can get by just coming up with a method for playing your guitar in tune. I mean, when I'm playing single note shit, I'm never not some form of vibrato. Right. It's just what it is. And, like, making up for... You know, certain shortcomings of the guitar is kind of where that came from. It's like if I'm somewhere where it's going to be a little bit sharp to my ear, mm-hmm. you know, I'll waver it, you know, a little bit to just get like a little bit more musicality out of the scale. Cool. And that becomes, and this is what this dude said in this, this video, which I thought mm-hmm. was really cool, is that becomes like part of your tone, part of your style. Right. It's a thing yep. that you can do. And you can harness that just by knowing like the very basic physics of the guitar and kind of tapping into that. And I mean, that's really cool when you've run out of like, all right, I've just tried every other, every tube screamer clone there is. It's like, let me dick around with like, you know, intonation on this instrument and using intonation as part of a style. I mean, pedal steel players do it. Violin players do it. You can do it, you know, on the guitar. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Yeah, I do too. And uh, like you say, I mean, yeah, I mean, the use of vibrato and or just with your fingers getting vibrato and stuff like that to cheat a a, a note or. Yeah, I think we all do that. Right. To varying degrees. And part of it might come from um, the two of my favorite guitars that I play a lot, the Telecaster and the Les Paul Jr. Uh I found myself in the past coming to bat a lot for those the bridges on those Uh because there's people who just can't fathom how. You could have three saddles on a guitar or no saddles on a guitar and get the guitar to play in tune. And yeah. it's like, it can be done. A lot yeah. of people do it. And I, I think the trade-offs for those bridges, for if you take the Les Paul Jr., that is the perfect tension for a Gibson guitar. That that's wraparound yeah. is just like this this element of slink that you can't say, get any, slinky feel, any yeah. other way with you know with a stop tail piece and a bridge. Yeah. And it's just perfect. And I love that. And yes, it goes straight across. And when it was invented, it was invented for a wound G. So if you 
get that, you know, set up to your liking. You can go around the neck and you can probably find some spots where, oh, my tuner says it's sharp right. here, you know. But you can totally get it close and play that guitar as in tune as, like, the, the finest, yeah. you know, six-saddle instrument there is. It's just knowing about, you know, getting it set up. I mean, I never, I mean, my G-strings are never tuned. I'll use the tuner to get all my other strings in and depending on the guitar there's like a couple of strings that I just dial by ear yeah. and it just sounds sweeter to me yeah. and someone may never notice it's like it's the whole thing like right. you know so does someone notice that little level maybe not but I do and, and it's like and it kind of like it inspires you to play of certain types of music because you know you, there's these little things that have you like working the instrument more than just actually just fretting it yeah I think it's cool I yeah and I agree and I think that's a great point is regardless of, of whether or not somebody notices it you have to be as the player you have to be comfortable with every aspect of your of your rig or 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 it's gonna bug you i'm the same way like if there's just something a little off it's like i can't play as freely as i otherwise could and really get into playing rather than thinking about this one thing that's pissing me off you know that right isn't working about my setup did you happen to go, did you go through a period where you started to hear like that the guitar couldn't get perfectly in tune yes. or your ears got there did that drive you nuts yes totally. i remember it it was probably in the early 90s yeah and i'm the kind of dumb idiot that would like retune like to the to the off string and then all of a sudden then I play chords and I go and then I realize no, it was just that one string yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the one I should have tuned to okay. another one for me is the is the A string on the guitar <clears throat> that's a one that is is the bugaboo for me for some reason is really? the is the low A yeah for some reason it's always flat even when my a lot of times on the tuner to me it's flat and I'll I'll have to play chords and play and do octaves just to get that suck to make sure that that is really in tune as close to, to as possible so you developed a, a, a technique for dealing with that and that's what it's yeah. all about yeah is like just things that work for you i had someone show me once when i was going through this in the 90s a method of tuning where you i think you like fret high up the neck and you match a, a, a harmonic on you know the other string and, right. and every once in a while i do that and that really worked for him so what I did was I tried that, and then I found out, I think I, I found a different way. Yeah. And it's a little bit different for each of my guitars. Are you, let me ask you a question, uh -huh. are you happy with all, because you have a number of electric guitars, are you I happy do. with the way that they they all play in tune now? For the most part, but again, like after our discussions, I, I bet you if I uh, revisited some of these guitars, the nut, uh, the nut slots could be filed down a little bit, probably. Um, but overall... Yeah, over the course of time, like you're saying, as you learn kind of these little things about the guitar and how, you know, playing certain chords and, and playing several chords to make sure each chord is in tune, right? Because, you know, an E chord uses, diff you know, you press down on different strings than you do for a D chord or a C chord or an A for that matter. Right. And so like you were saying before, you could play a D and it sounds in tune. Everything sounds in tune. And then you play an E and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Now, you know, some yeah. string is sharp or something like that. But um but again, like after after these conversations, it does. What, the cool thing about it is, it makes me revisit my guitars again and check them out and go, well, let, let me play this. And oh yeah, right, right. I, I, I think it could use a little bit of love here, you know. And and also, it's getting me more interested in trying to do some of this stuff myself rather than take it take it to a tech because right. I'm the kind of guy that historic and still now. I mean, I'd, I'd prefer to just take it to somebody who knows what they're doing and tell them. But like you, you made a good point. It's like nobody's gonna make this thing play 
the way I want it to play, except me. Or like sound if I, the way you want it to play. Or sound the way I want it to play. That's when yeah, it comes exactly. to, like, tuning yeah. and intonation. I mean, yeah. they don't have... I mean, intonation encompasses a lot of things like, you know, choice of string, string gauge, you know, yeah. action, everything, and the way that you play. I mean, yeah. so uh, one of the ways that I often deal with, like, out of, you know, tuning issues is, you know, the... the how hard you press the string down. Right. You know what I mean? If you have a problem area and you need something to be a little sharper, you you lean in a little bit more. Yeah. If, if, or if it's a little sharp naturally, hit it really light. Which brings me to another topic that not a lot of people will, um, you know, be familiar with. But I'm um, using capos. Mm, I went oh, through right, a right. huge a huge period where I was in a roots rock band and I used capos because I wrote a lot of songs and capos and I, I was singing so my little little small ranged voice you know would I needed the open chord figures for you know higher up the neck and I played it with another guitar player in the band and we had different methods of dealing with a capo because when you strap a capo on it's it's a lot less noticeable if your nut is cut right but if your nut is a little high or other things when you put that capo down you're going to be just a little bit sharp and your tuner will show that yeah and you know and a lot of people, they'll every time they capo, they'll just get the tuner out and tune to it, which I guess is fine if you're quick yeah. about it. But my approach to that was I put the capo as close as I can to the fret, uh-huh. so the amount of sharpness is, is is way less noticeable, and I just play really lightly. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, kind of a light player anyway, but y- you do that, and it had the benefit of going against like another guitar who is like more in tune, and I'm just a little bit sharp, so it gives kind of this chorus effect. It's, it's actually very musical. Cool. I mean, so it's not like that whole like sour right. out of tuneness, but you know, if I was playing like he- heavy handed or something, you would really notice the sharpness, and it probably would be that. Yeah. Again, you know, just you know, going back to the basic physics of you know, as the, you press a string down, the further up you get, things get sharper or whatever, and you know, knowing how to deal with it and dealing with it on the fly is. It's kind of cool. How yeah. are you one of those people that can, like, if you're playing a song and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh shit, my A is up," that can reach up and tune? No, I'm not. <laughs> I always kind of envied people like that. that it t- looks and cool too. It yeah. does look cool. I'm, I've done it, I think, right. live, but I don't know if if I've made it worse or made. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. yeah, I just in the moment, I've never been one of those guys that could just go like, or you know, I well off this a little digression, but like Earl Scruggs would do songs where it's like he would, oh yeah, be, yeah you know, he, he would tune the guitar. You know, he'd play a note and go and bring it back in tune and yeah, play Bill the song. Kirchner yeah, those does, guys. Does that stuff but too. yeah, I, I'm like yeah, I could. Not, it's hard for me to do that in the moment. My approach you know? is um, figuring out which string is out uh-huh. on the guitar and and just not playing that string. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. Kind of, yeah. you know just kind of like finding a way to get through the song where you're yeah. just not doing that string, but it happens to be a really important string. You're kind of fucked. Yeah, but no, I've always you know. I don't know if I'm that that good enough to like get it up to perfect pitch. I guess if you go down below and come up, you can hear it a lot yeah. easier. But um, but in no. the moment, it's tough. Yeah, say I'm saying, and depending on where you're on the song too. But some of the guys I'm thinking of, like Hendrix or something like that, were just they were in this open jam where he's probably just playing a chord. You know what I mean? It's easier for him to do that. But I don't right. know. But um, yeah, I'm the same way. I could, I seldom could do that and pull it off. No. But, but yeah, the capo thing's interesting too because I now that you say that, I think there's a couple of my guitars when I do use capos, it does seem to go way sharp. And I even try to do what you do is get as close to the fret as I can on this other stuff. So I might try that. I might try like just filing that nut down a bit and just getting a little more. Yeah, you want to go slow and yeah. make sure it's a really, really fine line. And that's yeah. something that you could have like I've done it on all mine. I don't even have a good set of nut files anymore, but I'm really cautious. That's some place where you can 
you can kind of fuck things right. up. Yeah, I have to be and patient. If, yeah, if you went to your tech and just said, just take it down just a little bit and show them. And you can, a lot of times you'll see it like if you just put your tuner on and hit an open string and then start fretting. The first few frets will be a little sharp, uh-huh. like maybe four or five cents sharp. And that's enough to be a little bit noticeable. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, n- I never, I mean, the, the key is it's, it's uniformly sharp. So if you get close enough to the fret... I'm sharp, and on the tuner it looks right. like everything's a little bit sharp, but it's it's in tune with itself. Right. But and if I just go lightly, it sounds fine. So I never, when I'm playing with a tuner, a capo, I never reach it. I usually try to tune the guitar at the beginning of the set, and you know I'll check it yeah. maybe a couple times in a spot where I'm not playing, but usually. If everything goes good, I never have to touch it again. Yeah. And if I have a, a song or two that I use a capo, I won't. Yeah. I, I won't check my tuning. If I did, I'd probably go, oh, it's a little sharp. But I just, I just like to make it play in tune or unperceivably you know, yeah. out of tune. And again, like none of this is prescriptive saying this is how you should do it or this is right or wrong. But we're just kind of relaying little things we've learned over the years. And like Chris is saying, those things we've seen on videos where uh, we've seen people talk about how they tune guitars or, or their you know journey with the guitar and However you can, you know, make your guitar sound good to you is the way it should be, you know? Yeah, that's my point. Going back to the bridges that um, everybody hates, the the Telecaster three-saddle folded (laughs) steel bridge... People just... There's a number of people that just won't even consider them. They're like, how do you you intonate that? It's like, you do... The the trade-off is um, that, for me, personally, that is a sound of the Telecaster. That folded steel bridge... With the, the Telecaster bridge pickup with the copper plate yeah. on the bottom and what it does musically with the material in that bridge yeah. and, you know, how it vibrates and the sound of that and those three brass saddles or even steel saddles is a telly to me. I would yeah. never consider not having that. What you can do if the intonation bothers you, I mean, there's um, compensated saddles that will yeah. get you so close yeah. that you would never even, you know, yeah. you would never even have to think about it. And that's a, a lot of people, I think, I mean, I... I haven't set the intonation on my guitars, and it's not something I do very yeah. often unless I hear something wrong. Right. But I don't know the last time I set the intonation on those guitars yeah. because they just they're, they're they play into. I don't have any trouble not playing them in tune. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's it's a weird top. It's a weird thing to think about tuning. But when I saw that video, it's, it's actually it was kind of an inspiring thing to think about. It is. It's like you know when you're done geeking out on pedals and all this other shit it's kind of like think about something something within the guitar itself that you can kind of harness for um and and just knowing about it just playing more musical i mean all the guitar players are like are very musical players and they're like you know some of them have really slow you know slow stuff or you know and it just comes down to how musical they can make the instrument and yeah, and like you're saying, it, sound, it may sound stupid or, or obvious, but tuning is one of the primary things you're going to do when you get an instrument, you know, especially the guitar. You, you're going to have to figure out how to tune it. You know, when Chris and I were starting, you know, tuners weren't really a thing. You know, you, you got a little heart or a little whistle, you know, whatever the little... Uh, Harps are the what are the oh yeah the pitch pitch the pipe pitch pipe yeah you had a pitch pipe, pipe. or the piece yeah, you pipe. smoked a piece pipe and it <laughs> well, just sounded beautiful a bit too yeah. but um, uh, or a piano whatever it was but you know right. 
uh, and but you know there were strobe tuners and things like that, but but like yeah. just tuners now are so ubiquitous, and, and right. you know yeah, everybody's got a tuner. You got a clip-on tuner on your headstock, everything else. But when Chris and I were starting out, the, you know tuners weren't that that big a thing. You know you tuned the band tuned to each other. You know somebody was in tune, and then give me an A, you know, and you'd tune up. And if you went out of tune, you had to stop and bore the audience while you tuned up again. Right. Um, But it isn't. And again, like I get inspired about trying to just dabble more with my own gear, right? Rather than taking it to a tech, which I I mean, we've had, we have great techs available to us, which is awesome. But um, again, there's something cool about just bonding even that much more with your instrument, right? It's like, and feeling that sense of pride. It's like, oh shit, I, I didn't screw it up. I, I filed the nut down just the right amount now, and oh, my guitar plays so much better now. Or you know, whatever it is that you've done to the thing, and and again, like you can screw it up, but if you just be patient and take your time, or even if you do screw it up a little bit, take it to the tech, and then they'll fix it. And for tell you. them it's Rick's fault. And tell them it's Rick my will fault. Pay for it. <laughs> now, nut work is something I, I'm I'm not very light about telling somebody to do network network is one of the things that you really got to know what you're doing sure I mean, you can but, take it maybe down a little bit but, but nowadays, I, I wouldn't i don't know if yeah. i'd recommend that unless you had some have like a shitty guitar to mess around with that's um, a good point and you know what the, the the kind of depth that we're talking about gaining here is something you could take it to a tech and with a set of nut files they could do it like in five minutes yeah. so it's just like they do it all the time right but even still, I mean, nowadays, too, again, the stuff that's available to players, like you, you could see 100 videos on how to file your nut down. Well, that's from, true. From major techs, probably, from Stumac and all this other right, shit. So, right. But you're right. I, I mean, I would not suggest doing it on, like, one of your prized guitars to do start your, out with. Do it on your friend's guitar. <laughs> do it on your friend's guitar and then, or your Mateo or whatever it is you have. I, I just thought of something. Yeah. A, a show I had maybe about a month ago, uh-huh. I wanted to travel light, so I have this little board right there that has three pedals on it uh-huh. and I put my um, my boss re, uh, delay on there uh-huh. and I'm like I don't have room for a tuner so I'll just bring my tuner because I have one of those uh, boss right, tuners right, right. And I, so I brought it and I never dawned on me because I pulled it off my live board uh-huh. and it never dawned on me that you need a fucking battery for these things so I had oh, it at the show <laughs> so I didn't have a tuner it's the first <laughs> time in I don't know how many years where I tuned by the bass player's a chord or That's the hilarious. guitar player's A note. You went old school, man. Yeah, I went old school and it worked. It totally worked. At first I was like, oh shit, it's really noisy. I don't know. And I just got the A and tuned it up. And it was it was great. It was as in tune as I ever was. Well, now that you say that, it's so funny. I'm having flashbacks too of playing in bands in the old days. And we had one tuner for the band. <laughs> we had that too. And, like that. And we'd all use it. We'd all tune up before the right. show, right? And it's like, okay, everybody's in tune. And nobody had a tuner on their, you know, I didn't have a tuner on my on the floor or anything but that's another yeah taking away way back or we wow. had a, at one point too I, we had I had a, a con strobe tuner that was so time. cool those I don't even cool. care if I, I use those. it I can just yeah. turn it on and watch the little I know they're spin. super cool <laughs> it's fucking cool but um well yeah I think we've covered most of the things about tuning a guitar intonation I mean that, intonation. That, if you think about intonation as your ability to play the instrument in tune, it encompasses much more yeah. than just setting the bridge, which which you always should do. Sure. And I'm going to post, when we post this episode, Cool. I'm going to post a link to that video that oh, I looked at. Oh, that's a good at, idea. Because um, I like this guy's, I like his I like his vibe. I like I like too. what he says, and I think it's beneficial. I'm, you know, I'm not a scientist. I don't know if you know this <laughs> about me, but I'm not a scientist. But uh, I am way into the, the very, very basic physics of the guitar yeah. because it, it it makes you troubleshoot and 
you know, and just like interact with your instrument and get it playing as good as you want it, and that only you can determine. I mean, exactly. I don't. I don't think there's a tech out there that could set up a guitar the way I want it. Could you know maybe take some notes and watch me play and come close? But I would always have to. There's something a little yeah. bit different. I mean, I have a um, three hundred dollar. 1995 made in Mexico Stratocaster over there and I was just up at a guitar shop today and I was playing like all these like like 70s and 60s and like you know custom shop Stratocasters that plays as good as any of them nice. actually better and that's only because someone might grab that guitar uh-huh. up there and say this one plays better than mine but this one plays from the way i yeah. want it to play exactly so, it's suited to you and it sounds player, the way yeah. i want it to play too someone might take this guitar and put it through their you know process of yeah. like intonating the instrument and it might not work for me well and i love the 70s too and people strung their guitars and they, they didn't clip the str- the string ends at all <laughs> they just it's just this dangerous dangerous uh, you know, mobile of sharp string edges that you could. If you ever have anybody that with. does that, what you do is you go up <laughs> and you pull the, the the wire that's sticking out of the uh-huh. tuner and just give it a little tug, and they'll go completely out of tune because <laughs> you can pull the the slack the other way. On them. I love it. Yeah. Wasn't there a thing too where yeah you 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 wouldn't cut it and then you just wrap it around and you had I had there was oh, all kinds of thing funky that, things, I mean, we, man. I'm sure we and a lot of other people take it for granted. Changing strings was fucking hard when you first started. It's still a pain. And it was so ass. depressing because they were expensive. You're yeah. a kid, I got a new strut. And like you kink one or you put it oh, on yeah. wrong and you have to take it off. <laughs> I it was hate like changing. bullshit. <laughs> I still hate changing strings. I, I don't, you know, I don't really hate don't, it that much. I don't dig it. Um, I, I don't love it, but um, I don't think I have to do it. I mean, I have a lot of guitars, but I don't do it that often. I play my strings like. Yeah, I don't change my strings a lot for There's, for for the reason I don't I don't like to change them, but also I kind of like them when they're a little worn in. Me too. You know what I mean? Where they start to get a little grit on them and stuff. But uh, no, that's yeah. another thing we in the in the um, context of intonation is yeah. old strings. Some ah, old strings yes. are like hard to play into. Yeah. And another thing is um, throughout the '90s, I used Ernie Ball. What are they? The Super Slinkies, the Green Package. Yeah. Fucking love them. And then sometime in the um, probably around 2010 or so, I started getting sets where the D string was fucked. Oh, yeah, you were And it wouldn't that. intonate. So I was like, yeah. um, so I switched to D'Addario's, but I love those strings. So that's another thing. Strings can come from the factory that are, yeah. are fucked up. And I imagine some for somebody that really hasn't been playing that long, that's going to be a fucking drag because it's going to take you forever to figure out what it, what it is. <sighs> and I wrote Ernie Ball, actually, an email just to let them know. Uh-huh. I wasn't looking for anything. Right. And I'm like, Hey, you might want to know I got two sets of blah, blah, blah. And the D strings were, I don't know if there's something wrong with the core or Uh what, but they won't intonate. They're, you know, they're funky. And their response was, we can't do anything unless we can see a receipt. <laughs> oh, that's so, right. You told yeah. me. Like, well, okay. So I just quietly switched to um, Diodario when I've been there happy. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Fuck you, people. I'm not <laughs> so, going to buy your strings anymore. And that's another thing, too. Receipt. I've gone on string odysseys, too. I mean, I, I, I used the Fender Bullet strings back in the day and GHS, Boomers, and Dean Markley for a long time, and, and the uh, Ernie Ball, and... Diodario, all those strings. I, I don't really have a favorite string, to be honest. I, I think I did. I think I, I think I'm using Ernie Ball now. A combination of Ernie Ball or Diodario. Those are the two strings. They I'm work, using. and yeah. yeah, whatever works for you, that's but, fine. Um, I don't, you know, there's probably some sort of difference yeah. between. I think any string that you got that had more than a couple instances of not being able to tune would be yeah. reason to check. Well, sure. Out. I mean, that's just like you know, people. 
you know, not paying attention to your quality control, man. Let and I think get that dude door. in that video that uh-huh. we're talking about, uh-huh. Tim Lurch, uh-huh. I think he says something about strings uh-huh. and how strings can be bad. And I think he actually says D-string. That's so I'm funny. wondering if he's talking about the same thing. It could be. I'm going to start a I conspiracy could... against... Start the controversy. I like it. Diodario. Oh, no, no, not Diodario. Ernie Ball. Yeah. Okay. Don't do Ernie... Yeah. No, I'm not. Make sure you get the right person to no, victimize. No, I fucking love those... Um, those Ernie Ball, the package that got that big eagle on oh, there. Of course, it's all American. Feel really man. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. You know, I, I can't. Maybe someday I'll go back. Maybe I'll put my toe back. In well, the you might want to try elixirs. <laughs> no. Someday. Oh, thanks. Coated <laughs> strings. I don't do coated strings. I'm sorry, I don't play Phosphorus underwater. Phosphorus bronze. Yeah. You don't yeah. play underwater. <laughs> if I Come did, on, man. Yeah. What if you had a rainy gig, man? You're gonna know. need those elixirs. You'll yeah. be happy you have them. Intonation. It's all about intonation. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. So, I mean, we're just going to leave you with this, man. Learn how to tune your guitar. Use whatever tricks and techniques work for you. Use whatever strings work for you that you dig. Um, but, but experiment, man, and listen to your guitar. Listen to how it sounds when you're playing chords. Listen to, you know, figure out different ways of, of figuring out if it's in tune, you know? All right. Yeah. No, just have fun. And have fun, too. And play in tune and play authentic. <laughs> Sorry. TM. Um, well, cool, man. Well, uh, say goodbye to Chris. He's going to go to Michigan for, for a short stint and do yeah, some fly maybe fishing. Maybe I'll go to one of my old guitar stores. Do it. Even though they're not around anymore. Go to I'm some sure. guitar shops and bring back some notes, man. I should. I well, bet you. I think you can still get like Telecasters for 40 bucks there. Doubtful. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, please... Uh, Follow us on our social media, like us on iTunes and uh, all the other stuff, and uh, appreciate you listening, man. Uh, Keep listening. Uh, We've got more episodes coming. We're going to do interviews eventually. Um, Chris, what do you got? Thank you for everything. Um, And we talked about, I had someone ask me about, I have a t-shirt that Rick ordered, the the Chris and Rick Talk Guitarist t-shirt, which has a really cool design that Rick did. And They're someone was asking me about them, so awesome. we have to get those online. Let's do it. We so will. So we can get these out to the people. And if you want t-shirts, man, ask us, and we'll get your size, and we'll, we'll hook you up. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank Until you next so much. time. Bye. Bye. Bye.